Migraine Request, where two college professors take a second look at questions and answers from around the internet and from you, the listener. My name is Professor McBurney. And my name is Professor Mark Sheriff. And folks at home, you don't even know how many edits I just had to do to get this intro just right, because we are so out of practice. Yes, yes, we are still alive. It's story time. Let's tell you all what what has been going on. What has been going on in our world? Well, the last time you heard from us, well, both of us together, I believe that was the Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, yeah, it's been, yeah. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. So then there was then there was an episode where I I, I dropped a hint uh, to my parents about giving me a video game for Christmas, which apparently worked. And uh, <laughs> love okay. you, mom. Love you, dad. Um, but then so so that episode came out, and this is early December now. And exams have hit, final projects are in, and oh my gosh, just, it was just insanity around here with dealing with students and, oh, I know I worked on my team. I promise you I did all the stuff. Look at all the work that I did. And we look at their stuff. You did absolutely nothing, student. And by that point, in, we in got fairness, into the- In fairness, there were some of those students who were like, oh yeah, no, I accidentally used a different Git account. And I think that was like two students and they had done oh, yeah. a ton of work. So. Yeah, that was great. It in, was, in fairness, oh, I my name that happens. <laughs> for, for, for those of you that, that didn't that didn't follow that specifically with the get account stuff, basically it was, oh, I turned it in under my middle name. And we're like, oh, cool. And then <laughs> it was just handled. But who boy, but we're back. We're back. Um, mostly healthy. Um I I pinched I pinched a nerve in my shoulder and I have throbbing pain up and down my arm. So if I squeal for no apparent reason in in agony during this during this uh, podcast, it's not because McBurney made a bad joke. It probably is because of actual legitimate pain, and also um, because McBurney made a bad and joke. also because McBurney co- made a bad joke, possibly causing the pain. Actually, are you doing okay? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, you know, just uh. Trying to stay You're- isolated as I have uh, I have tested positive for COVID, but but uh, thankfully thankfully we live in the age of you know vaccines basically rendering the thing that killed most of humanity relatively harmless. So you know, yay science! Um, and if you haven't gotten your booster yet, go get your booster. Yes. Absolutely, yes, I, I did get my booster back in. November, I think. Well, this wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. This wasn't a testament against you. No, this is more yeah. of our no, PSA I'm, for you yeah. know friends well, and I was family. About to follow and... that up with it. Very probably helped lessen the symptoms dramatically. I had a little bit of a fever. I, I peaked out at around a hundred, and a dry cough a couple nights ago, and I'm feel fine today. Um, and other than that third arm you grew, everything else is uh, great. Uh, no, I mean. People are like, oh, no, the vaccine's making you magnetic. Man, if I could pick that quarter up in between the couch cushions easily, <laughs> I, I, I'd take... Hasn't worked, unfortunately, but I would I would take that trade-off. No, well, it, um, is an, it, it is a new year. Uh, uh, McBurney is teaching the class on his own. I'm on sabbatical, which means I'm doing all the other stuff that I never had time to do, but it's new year, new resolutions. As a matter of fact, Will, I went and found some professor... New Year resolution, okay. more kind of uh, uh, mantras, I suppose. And I, I brought them to you, my okay. junior colleague, as, as, as something to hopefully uh, inspire you going into the new year. Okay. You ready to be inspired? I am, I am, I am cautiously optimistic. 
here's here's the first one. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, it's going in the syllabus. I mean, my syllabus is already like twelve pages long. It could be I, longer. I I mean, sure. I guess it can be as long as we need it to be, since students aren't going to read it anyway. There you go. How about this one? Just remember, even Jesus didn't have one hundred percent comprehension from his students. I'll stay away from religion. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll stay away from that one. All right. Uh, I can't make you do the reading. I can only make you wish that you did. I like that one. You like that one? I like that I like one. That one? Um, if a thing is worth doing, it's still worth doing, even if badly. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't like the wording of that, because that... that the way I tend to think that if you do something, you should do it to the best of your abilities. And if you're not yeah. willing to do it to the best of your abilities, you should not do it. At do least it. It, it, okay. in, in so much as you have a choice in the matter. But like that, I'm a big fan of you shouldn't you shouldn't expect things to provide enthusiasm to you. You should find your own enthusiasm and, and bring it with you. So I, I, I don't I don't know. I, all right, that's I, fine. Yeah, hey, they all can't be winners. They all can't I be only winners, got yeah. only, only got a couple left. I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you. That that one is great. Yes, I like that one. And finally, uh, some people drink from the fountain of knowledge. Others just gargle. <laughs> that is that is just the sum total of like students forgetting things after the semester. I love that. That is great. So. So those are some mantras from the professor subreddit. Hopefully that inspires you going into the new year. Will 2022, what's our first question? Uh, all right. Here, here is all about dead languages. And no, I don't mean, you know, like, uh, I'll have, like you know, for, I took Fortran, multiple years of Latin. Well, that is what I'm going to ask it. you about. Yeah. Okay, I did, so I did, I loved it. This is a question from Explain Like I'm Five, and it okay. is, Explain Like I'm Five, why did Latin, a language spoken by a huge portion of Europe, as well as a trade language for much of the Mediterranean, they didn't include that last bit in the sentence I did, uh, why did it completely die? So that is, that is the question. Well, completely dies a little strong if you ask anyone who goes to high church and <laughs> yeah, in a, but, in a okay, Catholic but why church. Why is it not spoken as a common language anymore? Well, I believe the middle, the uh, the Dark Ages had something to say about that with the sacking of Rome and basically mm -hmm. the dismantling of the Roman Empire. Um, so here's the thing: the, mm -hmm. the the that this is a fallacy, begging the question. It's assuming that Latin has died, and that's not true. I took four Latin. years of it, so... No, no, but no, as a spoken language, Latin still exists. It's just, now it's, you call it Spanish, or French, or Italian, or Portuguese. That's, it's... Well, it evolved, is what you're making the argument for, is that well, it evolved I, in these other languages. I mean, it... The it, roots and, of the word certainly did. Yeah, certainly, but, I mean, look at... Okay, so let's, let's go back to pre-Shakespeare, to Middle English, and read that. Good luck. Right, I, yeah. You can interpret a lot of it, but it's not easy. Then go look at Old English, which is nothing like Modern English. Old English is just really, really, really different. Uh, Old English being specifically before 1066, 
the Battle of Hastings, uh, when when the French invaded Europe and it drastically changed the language. For example, why we call the animal cow, but the food beef uh, has to do with cow comes from the Old English, beef from the French. Oh. All that happened, though, that resulted in English changing over time was just, you know, the culture, the isolated culture evolved over time. Spain was isolated from France by a mountain range. Their languages changed over time. Italy, separate peninsula. Their language changed over time. Keep in mind, too, I mean, the sacking of Rome was much, you know, the, the fall of the Roman Empire was much longer ago than the Battle of Hastings. Yeah. So it's had a lot of time to change, but the languages are still alive. Languages are not this um this static thing. You know That's fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, even in my lifetime, the word literally has come to mean exactly the opposite of what the word literally means. Um <laughs> But but this is this is where you get into, you know, words don't have meanings. They have usages. There's hmm. there's nothing intrinsically meaningful about the sound cow right the the cut the owl and the you know well just the cut and owl. it's <laughs> it is it is a usage Sorry. you and i have an agreed understanding of what that means but yes if a group of people like us hang around each other for a hundred years and a group of people starting with that same understanding hang out in a completely different area maybe those words change you know a language is not a static thing, so Latin still exists. It just exists as its derivatives rather than as a single thing. And yes, of course, Latin still exists from from the purposes of uh, religious nomenclature, which that's a big reason Latin survived is is religion. Um, but then also as a scientific uh, nomenclature, given how common its root words have spread to the Western world. There we go. Amo amasamat amamasamanta samant. Look at me. I'm just I'm just deriving words right here, just like I was right out of my Latin class, right out of Rome. All right. Shout out to Mr. D, best <laughs> best teacher I ever had. No, I'm not. I'm not even kidding. Um. Still in the in the in the area of language, mm -hmm. I was searching through my normal set of sites. Was going through the Verge, and a a, a title jumped out at me. Nordic track will now let you yell at its smart dumbbells. I was like, now that is an article there, that I that want to read. That sentence alone has a first Nordic track still exists. Nordic track does still exist from those, those uh, infomercials from the 1990s. Yes. Apparently yes. Nordic and, track. And, and further, now... they make dumbbells, which are not, which are not treadmills, which the name Nordic track, I believe came from the fact that it was like a treadmill that tilted. Like a Actually, hill. wasn't the Nordic track also the thing where it's like the, the your feet were on opposite ones and you were kind of almost skiing? That's an elliptical. Maybe well, a Nordic track makes that too. I thought, maybe I thought so. it was anyway. I can't remember. Maybe maybe it was that. Anyway, and then that the dumbbells are smart. I haven't even gotten to the yelling part yet because because there's a whole box of questions that I have down here by my feet that I want to pull up and open when we get to yelling at things so smart dumbbells it, it obviously is a clickbait title to a degree because 
I mean, why are you yelling at dumbbells? But uh, smart dumbbells or smart weights are certainly a thing. So what they have is you have imagine that you have a dumbbell, a dumbbell, bleh, dumbbell that has multiple plates of weights that could be attached to it. And it is in a holster of a kind. And then based upon how you turn a dial or you change some setting, it attaches a different number of plates to the dumbbell. So when you lift it up, if it's on, you know, five, it only comes up with, you know, right, five, five pounds okay. worth of weight. So these are, you know, basically computer aided uh, devices that then extend attachments to then attach more weights to it. So you just lift them up and keep going. I feel like I need to send you the article so you can at least look at the picture no, while you're I, I, giving it. I think this. I have the perception of it. It just, I get my, my thought is, was this really like a serious problem where someone's like lifting weights at the gym and they're like, oh, I'm lifting the five pounds, but the 10 pounds are all the way over there. By the way, yes, you can tell how out of shape I am that I'm referencing five and 10 pound dumbbells. But nonetheless, like, oh, it's a, if only but, I could like set it in a holster and it could just be here. But anyway. this isn't but this isn't for gym usage. This is for home gym usage. So mm -hmm. imagine what you need is you need, you know, five or tens for doing one set of exercises, but 20, 25 for some other set of exercises. You put it back into its holster. You turn the dial, you pick it back up. And so you're only taking up a small you're taking up a much smaller portion of your home gym space with weights as opposed mm -hmm. to having a full rack of the various weights and sizes. That's the reason okay. for them. All right. That, that, that's the reason. For, I, but, I'm convinced. Go ahead. But, but of course, the yelling part got to me. Of course, what it's telling us now in this article is Nordic Track has made them Alexa enabled. So now you can look at the dumbbells and say, weights, 25. And I, and it got me down to this point, like, so does Jeff Bezos want to know if you're getting swole? Is that what's happening here? Jeff Bezos wants to know what mad gains you're having here. And so this took me down the pipe. This took me down the path. Mm -hmm. This was just the intro yeah. into something a little bit more reasonable, which is which of our digital assistants is taking the most information from us? Okay. We have Siri and Alexa and Google Assistant mm -hmm. and... You know, we, we technically have, you know, uh, Cortana, which I guess is still around I a little bit. I heard they're renaming Cortana, and a lot of the reason has to do with the fact that apparently she became evil. I haven't gotten that she, far into Halo Infinite yet, and I didn't uh, play Halo I, 5. but She did. So, and that also, of course, took me down the path of, well, you know, a lot of people have concerns about using an Amazon Echo, Amazon Dot, mm -hmm. or, you know, Siri. What is being stored? What is being taken? And so first, I, I, I pose to you, see if you can guess, of the big three, Alexa, Google, and Siri, Apple Siri, which one do you think is, take, is recording the most information about people? If I had to guess, mm -hmm. I would probably say Apple. Shockingly enough, Apple is the least intrusive oh, okay. of the three. Than Google. Uh, uh, nope, it is Alexa. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I mean, I mean it depends they're, what they're all taking significantly more information than I know or want to know. I'm I'm aware of that. It true, and 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 in many of these, you can go into the settings, or you can actually mm. go to their website, so you can find exactly what's being recorded. But it does beg the question. Which, thank Europe are you for that because they're. They're can they're adhering to European Union standards. Yeah, the, which the, is why that which is why GRPD? that is visible. Yeah, 
Um, do you use a Do you use a digital assistant at all? I do. I do use Google sometimes. Not not often, but the fact is, the phone's listening to you all the time anyway. So, do you find it useful? I do. Uh, I do. So I find it useful to just put things on my calendar efficiently when I'm not at my computer. Um, mm-hmm. Because I I hate typing on a phone. I do everything I can to avoid typing on a phone. I will get up. If I'm in the basement and I feel I need to type something, I will get up all the walk up two flights of stairs to my computer to type it. I, um, I use Siri. Mm-hmm. A, a reasonable amount, mainly for setting timers, because I just find it much easier to say. I do that, yeah, as, when I'm cooking. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do it because my phone's sitting right here, and it's, the timer's going to go off. Um, I, I, I do it for uh, getting directions. Mm-hmm. You know, give me directions to such and such. Um, but I, I, I stopped using Alexa and for things like that, for asking questions or doing searches or, or, or things like that. Not, not because I had any necessarily any problems with what it was doing, but mainly because that particular device didn't fit into my mm-hmm. daily life cycle. Yeah. Sci- you know, it, it just didn't really help me very much. Um, I do have some things set up with Google Home, um, but I actually don't have a ton of network devices in my house. Beyond beyond my computer, beyond my phone, and like the things that are basically computers, like my gaming consoles, like I don't mm-hmm. have smart locks or smart refrigerators or smart lights or anything like that. I want a smart refrigerator. That sounds really neat. But regardless, that that, that just sounds <laughs> uh, like creepy to me. I, don't know. I, I will I will point out a smart lock literally became game changing for us mm-hmm. to be able to uh, activate a pin code to send to the grandparents like, Oh, they don't, we don't have to hide a key or anything. Mm-hmm. We can just dynamically create a code and send it to them, which is actually really, really nice. Um, so for, for folks that don't know what exactly are, are Siri and Alexa and all these doing, are they always listening? Technically? Yes. But this is kind of like, you know, you have a dog that you can be talking about, you know, politics or or COVID or whatever else. The dog is like, whatever, can I, I don't care. Can I, uh, and, can I jump in here? Um, a dog isn't going to send me creepy adverts of something I was hypothetically talking about with my wife in the car yesterday. Okay, first, first, don't make assumptions about my dog that I don't have. Yeah, that, well, I, I, I'm going to assume your dog doesn't exist. My dog does not exist. Yeah, but you're 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 jumping to a different part of the analogy that I'm not getting to yet. Okay, this is just for the waking. Okay, all All of these devices are listening for their wake phrase. Mm -hmm. That's all they're listening for. So whenever you say, "Hey," I'm not going to do it because my phone's right there. Um, Whenever you say that, that's when the microphone really kicks in goes to a higher resolution mode and for the next few seconds now it's trying to analyze your voice for a command although technically your device your phone whatever it is isn't actually doing the processing it's recording the next couple right. seconds Sending it and closer. shoving it down the pipe yep. into the cloud and then this is why Siri doesn't work when you're you know really out and about don't have good cell signal yep. because it can't get back to the mothership so it does send recordings away. Mm-hmm. The stuff that's going on just in general before the wake, the wake command happens, that's not being sent away. Mm-hmm. Because if every single device was always sending every bit of audio, 
that would be an overwhelming amount of traffic. Like it, Correct. it just, it just would not work. Period. So, it would well, not work. So, so within that context, though, my phone will. Well, if I'm in like, uh, you know, a, a restaurant or which I have, what, what is that like? I haven't been. What's in, a restaurant? I haven't been inside a restaurant in almost. Actually, yeah, about two years. Um, gee, what does that coincide with? Yeah, sorry. Um, but. It will, my phone will display the name of the song playing. Like, passively, without me asking for it. That? So I think okay, my that, phone actually... But that's, it, I think that, that's that, a different that might be app. why... That's a different app. That's not the assistant doing that. That's like, um... Oh, shoot. What is the... What's the app that... Well, that tells me there is some app that's listening all the time with a fidelity to determine that. Because I didn't, I don't even ask for it. I unlock my phone and it's on the unlock screen. What the name and and, and the artist of the song is. Shazam. So Shazam might be doing that in the background. That's possible. I, I mean, I, I, I was only yeah. when I did I'll, my I'll, research. I'll look I was that only, up for next time. Yeah, yeah. I was only looking into these the the digital assistants. I'm also hyper was, paranoid. So that's well, just me. Okay, there you go. So, um, what do they do with these recordings? Is there a person on the other end? Just there, there's there. Carlos is sitting at Apple headquarters, just waiting for everyone's audio to come in. and says, okay. They want to listen to uh, Maroon 5. All right, great, great. And, the, and they press the appropriate buttons. No, of course not. This is all processed and the appropriate commands are sent back to your phone for your phone to process. So do they actually listen to any of the actual audio? The answer is yes. A very small percentage of the, the estimate uh, or estimate slash reported, depending on which company you look at, is around 0.2% of all audio that is sent in is listened to by a person for quality control effectively mm. to say, what was the, what was this audio? Did it match? Did it do the right thing? And um, specifically in Alexa, you can go into your settings and have your audio opt out of that process mm. if you so desire. And then there's also a time limit that that's, that's allowed that they will keep it on the servers or not. So if that doesn't bug you that someone might use that as part of that process. In truth, a digital assistant is recording no more information about you than what you normally do as you're surfing the web oh, with course. general cookies. I, I yeah. mean, yeah, I fully I, yeah. Rec- accept and recognize I'm being unreasonable, but this is not going to change my behavior. Well, no, and, th- and there's, <laughs> it's completely legitimate. It's completely yeah. legitimate to not want to have these devices in your life. As a matter yeah. of fact, there was a lawsuit in 2019 mm-hmm. against Amazon because um, of Alexa recording audio. And the, the a lawsuit says if children are in the room, it is illegal to audio record children without parental permission in mm-hmm. Massachusetts and California. And Amazon was actually advertising a kids version of right. the echo dot right. now I, I don't believe that I, I could not find whether that that uh, litigation had gone further but that's a really interesting way of, uh, of thinking about it so, so the, the the there is an article about the amazon echo that admittedly made me uh nervous which is um it was a guy in europe i can't remember the country i'll give enough details that you could find the story i'm sure but i can't remember the thing he uh under European law, you can request they send you all the data. So he did. Right. And they sent him like 
a zipped, like, gigabyte-sized folder of all these audio recordings. Except they sent him some other customer's audio recordings. And some of those audio recordings were apparently of a very personal, sensitive nature that were not seemingly an attempt to use the device. I swear I saw this story. I, if I can find the link, I guess I can include it in the episode description. Um, sure. But I, ever since I read that story, I've just been paranoid. So I'll, I'll stop being the broken record that I, I typically am. <laughs> well, um, so there you go. Um, if you got a new device for Christmas that has a digital assistant, um, it's, it is learning it's what it can about you so it can replace you with a synthetic. It, 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 it is completely fine. And it is also incredibly terrifying and is going to destroy <laughs> you and your family. So your mileage may vary. Do as you do as you like. It, it reminds me of the, the South Park episode where Cartman is walking around and he's talking on his cell phone all the time on speakerphone. And the whole time he's talking, he's like, yeah, I can't believe all these people are violating my privacy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey, let's let's all go on Twitter and do a live stream about how our privacy is being violated. You know, let's get thousands of people watching so they can learn. Anyway, that's that's you said tw- did you mean Cartman. Twitch? Uh I think on the it was like Twitter live stream thing, which was probably Oh, there was one. Yeah, but I I mean it was South Park too, so I can't remember. Anyway, um Hey, we have a Hi. we have a new satellite in space. That is pretty big. Well, technically <laughs> that's it's not right. Technically it's not really a satellite actually. Okay. The James Webb Telescope is technically not a satellite. Yeah. Because the textbook definition of a satellite is it... Well, actually, no. I take that back. It's a satellite of the sun. More so than it is a satellite of Earth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I don't know the orbit path of this So that's that's what this next question is about. Oh, tell me. Tell me. What are Lagrange points? Some people say Lagrange points, but I'm from West Virginia, so I have to pronounce every A. I have to pronounce every A like a jerk um i had to stop myself <laughs> from, from saying another word uh anyway um so in space if you were to <sighs> escape earth's orbit you're still orbiting the sun um, yes and that the is issue how gravity is, works. is that your your orbit would just be similar to earth but a little bit different you can deflect your orbit a bit um if we want to put something up into space to be static to Earth's frame of reference. Okay. There's there are a couple different ways to do it. One is to do something like a GPS satellite, where it's not really static to the Earth, but it's static to the surface of the Earth. Right, right. right. But if we want to put something that is seemingly stays in the same place to the Earth itself, mm-hmm. then that gets tricky to do. But it turns out that there are five points in space where we can do this. The first t- three are pretty easy to explain. Uh, L1 is the uh, point between the sun and the earth, where the gravitational pull from the sun and the gravitational pull from the earth are identical. So it's between the earth and the sun, and the gravity pulling you towards the earth and the sun is the same, and so you have a equilibrium point. Sure. I would have to assume that point is pretty close to the Earth based yeah, upon uh, the size well, of the is, sun. It is proportionally <laughs> well, closer to the... It, it's it's outside of the yeah. moon's orbit, but it is... Yeah. yeah. I'm doing big quotes yeah. here, everyone, for 
close. It, is, it is closer to the Earth than uh, the next point, which is L2. And that is behind the Earth and the Sun. Now, at that point, um, you may be thinking, wait, but then both forces are pulling inward. But the key is you're still orbiting the Sun. And so it turns out that you actually orbit um, slower, or uh, uh, not slower, fa uh, faster than you should. And the idea is you stay equidistant from the Earth because the Earth's gravity is assisting the sun's gravity and pulling you further in. But because you're farther out from the Earth, you also have centrifugal force. And I was about to say, centrifugal, yeah, centrifugal force, force does exist if you're looking at a rotating frame of reference. This is a rotating frame of reference. It does exist in that context before someone sends the angry email. Centrifugal force is fictional. It is. No, no, no. Don't, I want an email. We don't get those. No. Yeah, that's fair. Say more. An, say more. In an inertial weirdly... frame of reference, centrifugal force is fictional. But. Piss off more physics. Yeah. Physicists. Anyway. Okay, so the L2 point is it's still orbiting the sun, but it orbits faster than it should because it's effectively kind of roped to the Earth by gravity. Right, the Earth is kind of holding it as as like a flick. That is where the James Webb satellite is, is L2. And then there is L3, which is exactly when you press opposite. down on the it, we press down on the thumbstick yeah. on your controller. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, also, it is the opposite side of the sun from the Earth. And effectively follows the same orbit as Earth. I think technically it's uh, a little closer. Or maybe it's a little further. I can't remember. But it's it's very similar to Earth's orbit. It's opposite side. The problem with these three Lagrange points, and this is why the James Webb satellite will only survive as long as it has fuel. You may think, but wait, if it's a parking spot in space, why can't we stay there? Well, because it's an unstable equilibrium. The best way I can describe this is think about balancing an egg. If you set an egg on the counter... It's typically going to, you know, if you think of an egg shape, there's the slightly pointier side and the, the flatter side, right? I, I, I'm sure there's a technical definition. Maybe you're going to Google it. And, and, and But the point is, no, right, think of an egg I shape. Enjoy, I enjoyed watching the squirming. That's yeah. fine. It tends to balance on the, the more rounded side, the less, right? Yes. If you had, like, just perfect balance, you could balance it very briefly on the pointy side, but it would fall over, right? Sure. So that's the difference between a stable and unstable equilibrium. The more bulbous side, that's a stable equilibrium. If you set the egg there, it will stay there. If you try to balance on the pointy side, mathematically there's a way to do it, but if you are even slightly off, it will sure. start to fall over. L1, L2, and L3 are all unstable equilibrium. And so, if the James Webb gets slightly out of position, it will accelerate out of position. So it needs the rockets to put it back into position. Makes sense. Uh, and so, and also, keep in mind, it actually has to, it can't actually stay in that position because it's solar-powered. It has to leave Earth's shadow occasionally uh, to get solar power as well. Get juiced up. Yeah. yeah. Um, although, I can't remember, I, and I, can't, I think it's still, if it was, I think it's still within the Earth's umbra, but I, I can't remember the exact details. Um, there are two stable Lagrange points, L4 and L5, 
and the there's a mathematical definition, but the basically the way to think about it is they're about a sixth of the way ahead of the Earth's rotation or a sixth behind the Earth's rotation. So if the Earth were at like 12 o'clock, L4 is at 10 o'clock and L2 is at 2 o'clock. In the same orbit path as the yes. Earth? Yes. It formed, so uh, why it are had, those stable? It, uh, so it forms an equilateral triangle with the Sun and the Earth, and it's the, oh, centrifugal, the centrifugal force... Um, the centrifugal force basically balances out with the force of gravity from Earth and the force of gravity from the Sun and the force of gravity from the Earth and Sun. Um, in like, if you think of the y coordinate, the centrifugal force kind of balances out, and the x coordinate, the Sun and Earth cancel each other out. So those are actually stable equilibria, uh, where objects tend to fall towards those. And so there are actually now Earth isn't a particularly large enough planet for anything, but there are stable objects in the L4 and L5, like asteroids of Jupiter, for example. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so if we, but the thing is, it's so much farther away than, uh, than, than L2 that it's just, I mean, L2 is already really far away. Like it's beyond the moon's orbit by a significant margin. So did you happen to, this is, this is a sidetrack. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to see that, uh, someone had taken the same, technology as the mirror array on the James Webb and created art with it. Whereas you're walking past the mirror array moves and changes. And, and no, as people walk by, it is, it is really, really fascinating. And this is just another good example of when I hear about other cool stuff that, you know, things are happening in other sciences. I'm like, yeah, in my science, I teach databases. Mm. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> Uh, that was I, a problem. I was talking to my you know, one of my best friends from high school. I was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm going to uh, my my um, my classes, uh, deformable bodies in space. I was like, that's awesome. I'm I'm going to software engineering. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, you win. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Hey, we are finally going to come around to a question that my mom submitted. Okay. Um, that we uh, unfortunately missed uh, for a couple months, it seems, yeah. but that's okay. Um, for those of you that don't know, and Mom knows this, and I'm not giving away anything, she'll talk to anybody. And when I mean anybody, I mean anybody. I mean, my family was on a trip to England, and she walked up to a random police officer in England and said, our last name is Sheriff. Isn't that something else? And just started talking and they had a conversation and me and my family just standing there just like, okay, that's how, that's how mom rolls. That is how mom rolls. Turns out she gets a call. Okay. So she's at home. She gets a call uh, and she, she picks it up and answers it. And it is, turns out to be a very nice lady from, I believe she said from Michigan and Michigan said, uh, the person in Michigan said, do you, you called me? And mom's like, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And the person in Michigan said, well, isn't that weird? And then apparently they had a conversation mm-hmm. because that's just how it goes. And that's beautiful and wonderful and not anything yeah, I could can do. I, Cause I, I am a social not person. Can I, but, so, so, cause I know where this question is going. Um, cause we're talking so, uh, spoiler alert, we're talking about spoofing. See, that's she must have a Michigan area code. I have a Philadelphia area code, and the people who call me are much less kind. Um, <laughs> I, I have been, I have been, I've had messages left where my life has been threatened. Multiple because, times. Because I, call, because I called them 
I had sarcasm air quotes there, which works really well on an audio podcast. It really does. So wait, okay, all right. Well, so so, well, was it that your number was calling them multiple times? Is that what it was? It was just like constant, or it's like three in the morning. I say, like, what you doing? I can't believe you called me. I don't know because I never answer my phone. I always assume it's a it's a. I always assume it's a scam call anymore. And, and it. It's a reasonable assumption. So the question, of course, is how in the world did this nice person in Michigan get a phone call from my parents' home phone number? And of course, spoofing is the word. Now, spoofing is, for all intents and purposes, just telling a fib. I telling telling the system you are someone that you are not. In the in the long time ago, in the way back time, in the before the internet time. When you had your long distance phone number through AT&T and no one else. And that was, you know, just straight up landline. Uh, Well, one, there was no caller ID. But eventually when we started having caller ID at the very beginning, it was effectively hard programmed by the phone company. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a ton of ways of getting around it. But by the miracle of technology and the Internet, we can do this now because... There are plenty of people and plenty of companies uh, who don't actually have a phone contract with an AT&T or a Verizon or mm. whatever landline company that you happen to go with. They do what's called VoIP, voice over IP. There are plenty of people who potentially could be listening to the podcast, but uh, maybe you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> who have phone service through, say, Xfinity or through Time Warner or, or Spectrum or whatever or they're calling Google. themselves nowadays. Or Google, you have a Google voice number for that matter. When you get those numbers, some companies are a little bit better about making sure that, okay, if you're outgoing, mm-hmm. your outgoing calls are always going to show the number that we've assigned you. Some, not so much. Yep. And there are some places where you can get a uh, an external call and at go time, you can just effectively type in whatever number you want. Yeah, they basically... So when the phone comes to, like, let's say you're on AT&T, a phone call comes from some external voice over IP system, AT&T, you know, as it's routing the call, and it does this automatically, it's going to be like, okay, hey, I'm going to need to see some ID. What's your number? And, you know, you just kind of look around and be like, uh, let's see, I'm calling to a 267 area code. Uh, 267, uh, what, what's the region? Uh, 421, 421. Um, and then, uh, just make up a four digit number, uh, five, three Oh nine. Slight reference to a classic. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I got it. I got it. Point. But yeah, yeah it, that's, that's what, exactly that's right. What he's doing. And, and some of them are so, are, are of course, just as simple as I'm calling, you know, eight, six, seven, five, three Oh nine. What number should I call from? Why not? Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Let's just Jenny's calling herself, you know, it's or or to avoid that. They'll also just spoof a number in your area because the first three numbers after the area code do apply typically to a sub region. Mm -hmm. Um, But then so that's why if I see a number that has the same first six digits of my phone, I know it's a spam number because there's only one person I talk to much in Philadelphia. That's my cousin. And uh, he has a New Jersey phone number, so we're fine. <laughs> I was waiting for that, and I don't really like him that much no, anymore. No, 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 my cousin's great. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, so you might ask, is this illegal? Turns out 
the way the law is worded is it is illegal if you have the intent of deceiving someone, which in my mind, if you're putting up a fake number, always you're trying to mm-hmm. show deceit. But turns out that this is kind of hard to officially prove mm-hmm. in court. And so, yeah, nothing, nothing much happens with it. So. Well, and- There's no way that you can prevent people from using your number. It's it's the equivalent of, you know, Will walking into the classroom and just saying, hi, I'm Mark Sheriff. Like, I can't stop him from doing yeah. that. I can go up and well, say, that's not nice. I would even but- say it would be someone making a fake driver's license. And, you know, they don't even use my name. They don't even use, like, you know, it's not my name, age, or whatever. But the license number, they just happen to guess the same number that I have. And so the rest of the fake ID maybe doesn't even, you know, they're not going to call and be like, they're not going to call for my number and be like, oh, yes, my name's Will McBurney. I'm a professor at UVA, right? They're not going to do that, but they are going to use just the number. Exactly. Yeah. They're not spoofing you. They just randomly chose 10 digits mm-hmm. and happened to choose you. So, mom, what actually happened was you won the worst lottery ever. Someone well, just there, randomly there is the picked short those story digits. of the lottery that I think was a little worse, but but this is like <laughs> almost as bad. You had to talk to someone from Michigan. I, it was apparently a very <laughs> pleasant conversation. I, I lived in South Bend for four years, so I was right just below the Michigan border and, and at Notre Dame. So I had to hate Michigan. Just the rule. I, I, I didn't. You know, I didn't I, pick honest, it. I hear it's lovely, uh, but I, honestly, I'm sure that it, uh, my my mom could talk to you know, anyone mm. and everyone would walk away happy and wonderful. So, you know, there you go. Matter of fact, it is her birthday tomorrow <laughs> as we are recording this. So there you, you go. should call her from her own number. I to wish, should, to wish her oh happy birthday. Gosh. <laughs> just, a, just a, this is how it works. Yeah. Isn't this neat? Isn't this cool? Well, anyway, call me like, I'm, I'm oh. wishing you a happy birthday from the future. Whatever you do, do not buy apples tomorrow. <laughs> just, just something nonsensical. Sorry, I, I kind of like to do this stuff uh, because I'm insane and evil. Anyway. Be careful of a child named Craig. Just walk away. Oh, I'm tired. I we haven't done this in a while. No, that was exhausting. Bit, yeah. it's, been, it's been a spell. We have to work our we're, we're going to do some strength and conditioning. Do some do some stretching. Not too much stretching with the person with COVID and the person who apparently has an <laughs> arm that doesn't work anymore no. right now. <laughs> we're, we're in a sad state. Very, very sad state. But we hope you're not in a sad state. We are so glad that you are still with us. We apologize for the month off, but I we needed it. <laughs> but we are we are back. And uh, this semester, we will keep on recording, keep on making more content. Hope that you are enjoying. Hope that you can share the podcast with a friend. We can increase the the listener count back up to some high number, maybe like twelve. I don't know. We'll we'll get up there one of these days. So, um, if you have not had the opportunity by this point to subscribe to the podcast, you can go to regraderequest.com or you could send that link to a friend. You can share on social media. You can do whatever it is that you want to expose them to the, the the glory of this particular audio medium. And while you're there, record a question for us. We would love to answer your questions um, here on the podcast. You can leave a voicemail message or you can just email us at hosts 
at regraderequest.com. So, we're back. It's good to be back. We'll be back next week. Wait, we will? I didn't, I didn't sign up for that. No, no. No, yeah, we are. <laughs> Even if you're not ready for class, yeah. whenever classes well, start. Hey, I, I, I have until Thursday. I get one extra day on all those saps with a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. There you go. (laughs) So for myself and for Professor Will McBurney, take care, be safe, and watch for Falling Goats. My New Year's resolution is to stop throwing goats off the building. I wonder if you could yell at the goats and they would change their weight. Are the goats getting swole? I think there's a 